Welcome back to another episode of the Coach K Football Show. This is Coach K. We're so excited to get this season underway. This week, we're going to be going to the AFC East to give you a preview of the Miami Dolphins. Listen, we are on every single podcast platform there is. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and so on. Make sure you add us. Make sure you subscribe, review us, give us feedback. You can email us at CoachKFootballShow at gmail.com. Up first, let's go ahead and give you the answer to that trivia question from last week. All right, remember, this is how we do it. The trivia question is at the end of the previous episode. So make sure you go to that episode, get that question, and then come back here. All right, so the answer is Marcus Allen and Bo Jackson. Breaking news from the Minnesota Vikings. Offensive lineman coach and former Miami Dolphins head coach Tony Sperano passed away this weekend. He went into the hospital over the weekend complaining about chest pains and they sent him back home. And then his wife found him before going to church on Sunday. They later confirmed that he had what it was called an arteriosclerotic heart disease. Our prayers and our thoughts are going to be with Coach Sperano. All right, Dolphins, let's talk about your 2017 season. The Dolphins went 6-10 and last year under Adam Gase, who was in his second year, coming off a playoff season where they went 10-6 and in his first year. Unfortunately, they lost Ryan Tannehill for the season, and in comes Jay Cutler. Offensively, they, went 25th, they were 25th overall, 28th in points, 18th passing, and 29th rushing. Now, you thought that running the ball, they were going to have an issue. I mean, they had Jay Ojai, who had back-to-back 200-yard games the previous year. But this year, he just couldn't get anything going. Honestly, for me, I was not a big Jay Ojai fan. If you watch him play, before he got his visor, he would close his eyes at the point of contact. And he just ran right into people. He didn't bounce out or whatever. He just closed his eyes, ran, and hoped that he'd run through people. And that's not really the way you do it. you got to use your eyes. But now he uses the visor, and you really can't see him do that now or know if, he, if that changed. Um, they traded Jay Ajayi midseason to the Eagles. Uh, he, I don't know if it was an attitude thing or he just wasn't getting it done. Jay Cutler was inconsistent. There were some games, you know, he looked good. Some games he looked great. And in most games, he looked terrible. I mean, the, Mi- the Miami Dolphins versus the New England Patriots game on Monday night, he looked like he was ready. And then the next game, he just flopped. And Matt Moore got his opportunity when Cutler was hurt, and he was terrible. So, you know, a lot of that had to do with just personnel. And just not having that one guy, that Ryan Tannehill, that was who's you know he has proven that he is the guy in Miami. And they also lost uh, Tony Lippett for the season as well on defense. Uh, he was actually somebody that I was excited to watch. Uh, a young up and comer in the secondary. They didn't have him. Defensively, they were 16th overall, 29th in points allowed. That's that's not that's not gonna get it done. 16th. And pass yards allowed, and 14th in rushing. So very mediocre defense. With the amount of money they put in 
to the defense, you would expect um, a lot better production there. But Dex just didn't get it. So overall, this team was they were not good. I mean, they were exactly what their record said they were. Uh, Vance Joseph, who used to be the defensive coordinator there in 2016, he went to Denver for a head coaching opportunity. So this was their defensive coordinator's first year. So they did have some changes there. Again, like I said, they had Tony Lippett was out for the season. And the reason, you know, the, the offense probably also did as bad is because the defense was not doing doing much. You know, they couldn't stop anybody. And that would put all the pressure on Jay Cutler, who was just not a good quarterback. You know, it just he just wasn't good. And then when the offense couldn't move, then they'll put the defense in a bad spot. So, I mean, overall, this team was just not good. And so they had a lot, a lot of stuff to improve here to try to get it back. Um, King and Drake, I did like a lot. He finally got his opportunity when they got rid of Ajayi and then Damian Williams was hurt. King and Drake showed you that explosiveness that I saw when he was in Alabama. Uh, he caught the ball and did things with it. He ran well. He can cut. He's a big back. So he can do everything. He's a three down back, in my opinion. He, he can do it all. Um, you know, and the fantasy numbers showed that as well. So I was very excited to see him. I'm very excited to see what he does when he comes back as well. He's somebody that you're going to want to keep your eye on this year. Let's talk about the changes, the offseason moves. So the biggest thing that they lost, Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry was the heart and soul of this entire team if you watch the games. Okay? It's not just about his stats. Yes, he got 100 receptions year in and year out that he was there. He made the Pro Bowl year in and year out. Okay, he is one of the best receivers in the entire league. He's a slot receiver, but he's one of the best. Jarvis Landry's passion. When you see him on that field, he was a small guy. Okay, when you see him on that field, he's not going to back down from a challenge. He's going to hit you before you, he get, he gets hit, and he's going to, you know, make his presence known. He's going to get that first down, and that's what it's all about. No, he wasn't going to get the long touchdowns every time, and he's gotten some. You know, he made some big, amazing plays, but he was going to fight for every single yard that he had. And you saw his teammates had his back when he gets pumped up and he gets going. His teammates fight just as hard. The legs keep moving. Those are some things that the stats don't show. OK, you can't see heart. You can't measure that. And Jarvis Landry had that. Now, losing that, I don't know what kind of passion this team is going to play with, what time, kind they're going to practice with. It's going to be interesting to see. Yes, he is one player. Yes, he wanted to get paid his money that he was. I feel he was owed because he was playing under that rookie contract where he was getting nothing for what he produced. He was getting paid nothing. So, yeah, this this contract was going to make up for it. But the Dolphins did not want to pay that and felt like they could do better without him or be just fine without him. And they let him go. So we'll see what happens there. I mean, he had 112 receptions last year and that's double the amount of the next best players. Kenny Stills and Devontae Parker, who had 57 and 58 respectively. Okay, that's less that's less than half of what Landry did by himself. And they traded him to the Browns for a fourth round pick. So that was that was a hard one right there. That was a hard one there. I don't I just don't get that that move. They also let go of Indomitian Sue. Okay, they got rid of that contract, which again questions what they were doing uh with Landry, why they were so you know ready to get rid of him. Um, I mean, if they made room by getting rid of Sue, I mean, okay, go ahead and sign Landry. They lost Lawrence Timmons, okay, because Lawrence Timmons didn't want to be there. Uh, that was a long story. I don't even really want to talk about that. Mike Pouncey didn't want to be there, so he's gone. He got his, he got let go as well. Matt Moore is gone. You know, he was probably one of the best backup quarterbacks out there, but he came with a big price tag as well. And you know, you don't really don't want to pay that much for a backup, a guy that's not going to play. And Damian Williams is also gone. So let's talk about what they added. All right, so they added Robert Quinn 
from the defensive line. And that's the thing I don't get about the Dolphins. The Dolphins don't like to pay their own players. So you you invest in all your time in drafting these guys and they produce. And then when they want to get paid, you rather let them go and then go into free agency and spend just as much money, if not more, for somebody else's player. That, to me, does not make much sense. But that's just the way that the Dolphins have operated over the past however many years. They rather pay a, a big name freak agent, bring them in instead of paying a guy who can produce on their own team. So they brought in Robert Quinn. Uh, and we'll see what happens there. Also brought in Danny Amendola and from the Patriots and Albert Wilson from the Chiefs. Again, these two don't really make much sense to me. I mean, I guess you have to replace that hole that Landry left, but Amendola is an older receiver. And just the history of Amendola, I've, I've watched Amendola ever since he was um, introduced on NFL hard knocks when he was playing with the Cowboys. You know, he's a small guy, but he gets hurt a lot, a lot. I mean, he does not stay on the field. So he was with the Cowboys for a little bit. Then he was with the Rams. And again, he did not stay on the field. He was always hurt. Um, then they also took him to the Patriots. He was supposed to be the next Wes Welker, but the guy cannot stay on the field. Last year, he had a pretty good season because Julian Edelman was out for the season. And then Amendola got some more opportunities. And again, this is the Patriots. So the Patriots can take anybody and make them look like a Pro Bowl player. And then when they go to other teams, they go back to the way they were. So I would not get all super excited about Danny Amendola. We'll just, we'll just watch and see what happens. See if he can stay on the field. You know, see if he can get you at least 50 catches and, and go from there. But he, he is not the answer there. Landry was the answer, but now you're you're going to be searching for, for that next guy. Albert Wilson, I mean, he didn't really do much with the Chiefs, so we'll see what he does in Miami. But some good some good news. Daniel Kilgore, the trade from San Francisco, that's a huge pickup right there. You, you feel that hole right there. I think Mike Pouncey is way past his prime. He's, I mean, the man can barely walk. Um He's getting older. He's getting up there from what he he did well when he was there, when he was making Pro Bowls, he did great. But, you know, you bring in somebody with a better attitude, a better team leader, a younger player. Daniel Kilgore is a right move for this offensive line. And this is where their weakness was for many years in, in the offensive line. And Daniel Kilgore is a huge addition. Josh Sitton he's a free agency, free agent from the Bears. He's a huge pickup as well. Now you have a pretty good offensive line. Now you have to get them gelled together, and then you got to see if they can stay healthy and keep that core, that five, that starting five on the field. That's going to be key for Ryan Tannehill, key for King and Drake and these guys, and not to mention Frank Gore is there now. Okay, Frank Gore played at the University of Miami, and now he's back home playing for the Miami Dolphins. I do not expect him to start. King and Drake has that job. Gore is going to spell... Drake and but he's going to be it's going to be great I think it's going to be great for him for both guys because Gore is, is still got some wheels some tread left on those tires and uh, he's a, he's still a good back you know he can catch the ball as well as well he can run through the, the middle of the field the line of scrimmage and you know inside the tackles Gore you know he's going to be a good mentor for Drake as well and just keep their heads calm you know keep keep them from losing their tempers and just play smart okay so you have that leadership there Another interesting pickup, Mike Jasicki, second round pick from Penn State, tight end. Now, tight end has been a weakness. This could be, you know, he could be the guy that could fill that hole for Landry. Okay, that could be a safety net for Ryan Tannehill. Tight end is is a huge position for quarterbacks. They, you know, they check their their routes and then they look over. Okay, here's a tight end. Boom, 
help me out. And then, but Jacecki's athletic. He can go up there and get the ball. He can jump pretty high. Uh, he could be a threat in the red zone as well. This guy is going to be very interesting. Excited to watch him in the preseason to see what he can bring. Um, he's somebody I'm going to keep my eyes on. But this is that is a plus for the offense. And Ryan Tannehill, I'm sure, is very excited about that. All right, guys, let's talk about your fantasy players to watch. Yay! All right, my fantasy players to watch, definitely King and Drake. King and Drake prove in fantasy that he is going to be the guy. Um, once he got his opportunity, he, he was lights out every week. He's going to be a guy you want to pick up late first round, early second round, because, you, you know, you definitely want to go running back, and these running backs that can catch in a PPR league, you definitely want to grab those. But King and Drake is electric. Pick him up. He's going to get you some points. Definitely somebody to keep on your radar. But the guys to watch and keep an eye on, I would keep an eye on Kenny Stills and Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker was supposed to break out last year. We thought that he would, but, you know, we still, we're still waiting. Uh, Kenny Stills is a deep ball guy, so he can get you some touchdowns here and there because, I mean, he has that one pattern. He goes deep, and he's pretty fast. He has that one pattern. So, you know, keep an eye on him as well. Not saying grab him, but, you know, if, if he's down, he's available, you know, and comparatively speaking, go ahead and pick him up. But, again, just keep an eye on those guys. Uh, Mike Jasicki, I was just saying how – Good, I think this kid could be, but you definitely want to look in the preseason first before pulling the trigger. I always, always advise to watch preseason games before having your fantasy drafts because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who's going to get hurt. You don't know which rookie's going to break out. You got to pay attention to what's going on. Okay, you can't just build based off of last year. Amendola is a late round play for me as well. Um, he's going to produce. He's going to get some catches. So. I mean, that's what it's all about, especially in the PPR league. You're going to get an automatic point every time he catches the ball. So, I mean, Amador is somebody I could grab late and you could throw him in when, you know, your starter is in the bye week. So I would definitely look at Amendola and uh, try to get him if, you know, he's a, you know, somebody on your bench might get hurt or there's a bye week or something like that. So, OK, so now they're playing the music. So that means that it's time for me to pay some bills. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the Miami Dolphins schedule and go game by game to give you our prediction. Don't go anywhere. It's the Coach K Football Show. So you want to play in college? It's not just about how good you are. College coaches are not reading your local newspaper or going to discover you on your local news. The college recruiting process is very time-consuming and stressful for both the parents and the student-athlete. Most people don't even know where to begin. That's where we come in. At Recruit University, we promote you directly to college coaches to make sure that you get noticed. We give you personal attention and mentor each student-athlete through our personal development program to ensure their success in college. We help student athletes at all levels, Division I, Division II, Division III, NAIA, JUCO, postgraduate. If you wait until your senior year before you get started, you decrease your chances of making a roster, but we can still help. The recruiting process starts day one of your freshman year. It's never too early to start, but it's always too late to wait. Go to www.recruituniversity.org and send us your film for a free evaluation.
All right, we are back. The Coach K Football Show. Again, make sure you save us, add us as a favorite, give us a review. Coach K Football Show at gmail.com. Make sure you send us your feedback as well. I'm excited about this football season. Let's get in to the action, okay? All right. Week number one, the Miami Dolphins kick things off at home against the Tennessee Titans. We're going to go ahead and give the Dolphins that win there. Week number two, on the road against the New York Jets. The New York Jets have improved, but they're still the New York Jets. They take some time. We're going to go ahead and give the Dolphins another win. Week number three, at home against the Raiders and John Gruden's guys. Now, this is going to be an interesting matchup, but the Raiders are going to be coming from California. Going to be traveling across three time zones. We're going to give the Dolphins another win there in week three. Week number four, always a hard one on the road in New England. They're on the road. That's going to be a loss. Week number five, on the road to Cincinnati. Cincinnati's taking a step backwards. I mean, they've already been going back gear in and gear out, and they're going to go back again. We're going to give the Dolphins that win. Week number six, against the Bears at home. That should be a, a good one for the Dolphins. That's going to be another win. Week number seven, at home against the newly coached Detroit Lions. We're going to give the Dolphins another win there. Week eight, away against the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans are one of my favorites to make a run in the, in the NFL, in the entire league. We're going to say the Texans are going to win that one. Dolphins get another loss. Week number nine, at home against the New York Jets. You know, late in the season, the the Jets are tricky sometimes, and it's they're always you know it's always an interesting matchup when you have these division games. But the Jets travel well, and for whatever reason, the Dolphins fans don't really turn out at home games. But I think the Jets can beat them at home late or midway through the season. The Jets get that one. Week number ten at Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers and company in Green Bay. <laughs> So that's going to be a loss for the Dolphins. Week number 11, the late bye week. I'm sure that Gates and company like to have that bye week that late. This this is geared to actually get a bye week last year. They didn't because of the hurricane, but I'm sure they're excited about it. So we're going into the bye week. They have, they're going to have six wins and four losses. You know, they're, they're about halfway there. So I think Gates and company are going to be excited for that bye week. Week number 12, they're going to go on the road against Indianapolis Colts. That's going to be a win there. Week 13, another win against the Buffalo Bills at home. Week 14 at home against the New England Patriots. They play the Patriots well when they're at home in Miami, and they're going to get that win. So that's going to be three games in a row off of the bye week. Week number 15 at the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings and companies are a good team. They have a great defense. They're going to have a great offense. Week number 16, they're going to go against the Jaguars. They're going to get that win there. Week 17, they're going to be away at the Bills. They're going to get going to catch a loss there. we got the Dolphins going 11-5 and five for the year. And then you have to watch and see what happens with the Patriots to determine whether or not they win that division. But we do have the Miami Dolphins going 11-5. and five. What year did the only team in NFL history, the Miami Dolphins, Go undefeated. Send your answers to Coach K Football Show at gmail.com. <laughs>